Minneapolis 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Esley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back another week of Minneapolis 911. How are you, Esley? You know what? I am doing quite well, and yeah. I'm, I'm excited so excited. No, I'm excited because we have your dad in the studio. My dad <laughs> is in town from Portland, Oregon. And we have Ruth Lauren. We have Ruth Lauren so in here. So I'm going to find out every secret of your life now. And my dad will not hold back. He's going to tell you everything. And so um, You know what? I'm going to ask him everything, too. I'm really <laughs> excited. We've got Cher Dial. She's helping out. We've got Robert W. Morgan, our producer. But yeah, my dad came, and he was like, I was like, do you want to come? And you know, come to Minneapolis 911. Let's, you know, maybe just you could hang out. And he was like, I'd love to see what you do because he's a good dad. And then he learned that he would get a reading from Ruth Lorden and he almost peed his pants. He was like, What? And then my mom. Did he pee his pants? But he could have. You know, I respect I your dad. He smelled my shoe. He smelled your shoe. But my but mom my is like smelled. super into these readings. So she got a little bit jealous. Dad, do you think she was like kind of Definitely. Yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, yeah, it happened like uh, last year too when we were in Portland. We were walking by some stand and there was a medium and she was like, oh, I'm going to go up and get a reading or something like that. And so she walks up there and he ignored her and I'm standing like six feet behind and he starts talking to me about yeah. stuff. That was pretty See, wild. Yeah. you've got a strong energy. And so so my mom is jealous, but she then she covered it and she was like, no, I'm happy for you, Mark, because whatever Ruth says about you, it also applies to me. So like because you were together, yeah. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to hear what Ruth has to say um, to my dad. But I'm super excited that my dad is here. I feel like, like, kind of nervous. I like would I, be scared. You no, know, like, like, mm-hmm. but no, excited. I'm gonna ask him some real questions. There's a mixture of fear and excitement. No, and this trust is like, me. Be scared. Now you know. <laughs> be very scared. <laughs> that this show is real. That like my actual father is in the room tonight. And we're gonna have Ruth find out some stuff about you know what all the dirt is going to go flying tonight and i may or may not work in this town again is it like a complete open book like can we ask go ahead i don't care i really don't i don't care you could be honest dad making sure except for those couple things (laughs) (laughs) did you prep it hold on hold on Did, did she prep you not not in the least she didn't say don't talk about not in the least any subject nope nothing no, I'm serious. A, you guys can go for it. Yep. And yeah. Ruth, you had something you were going to well, say. Well, my first psychic feeling is your dad really doesn't know all that much. You're a pretty good hider. <laughs> <laughs> so I better keep my mouth shut then. So maybe I should be asking Ruth the questions. <laughs> so I guess I should yeah. not ask the no, questions I, think I was going to ask. my dad knows. I oh. think he knows. I mean, he's he's been through my... He, he knows a lot. Yeah. Like he knows everything I know. Yeah. Everything that you know, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he knows more than you know. Well, I'm not sure he does, but I'm saying, does he know, uh, like across the board stuff? Yeah. Because like, I have, I have no, no. You don't have a areas. filter. Like, and okay. like, no, I don't. Right. Go ahead. All right. Just making sure. Nothing to hide from I don't my, want to cross my the line dad. With you. My dad accepts me for who I am. Because I know you Your could. Dad may have more kill me. from you. <laughs> he might. Yeah. And then maybe I'll find out something so. new about my dad. And it'll bring us closer together or drive a wedge that can never be repaired. What's going on here? 
you're tangly. So, so let's talk about uh, the past week with Minneapolis. Nick, you have you been on the streets? Have you been hiding in your uh, my condo? Lair, your my lair. lair. What, what, what's been going on in Minneapolis that you can share with us? Uh, You're still running for mayor. Of course I am. I have not yet gotten my yard signs. You know what? Him. I forgot about you today. <gasps> you son I of delivered yard signs. But you know what? I don't think you ever actually did PM me your address. Well, okay. I'll give it to you tonight. Because I can't deliver yard mm-hmm. sign to where I don't know where you live. Well, I've told you like 50 million times, but okay. But telling me, like, I can't remember okay, my address well, for a week. Okay, well, let's move on. You're still yeah. running for mayor. Sorry, I'm running for mayor. Tell uh, us about Minneapolis. Okay, so, I'll t- well, nothing good. Uh, so the can- every candidate that's running for mayor and all the city council members that are, are, even aren't running for mayor but are city council members all got a questionnaire. Okay. So one of the questions in the questionnaire was, can you visualize Minneapolis Police Department not carrying guns? And I'm just astounded that some of these people actually said yes, and I would be all for the Minneapolis Police Department not carrying guns. Do you understand how many, just this week, how many people got shot in gunfire with Minneapolis Police Department? Like, if the cops not having guns is literally a suicide mission. Like, you would just be volunteering for a suicide mission. So... Jacob Fry, who's a city council member right now, and will say anything or do anything to get on the National Democratic platform. He'll do anything. He was one of the people who said, yes, I am for that. What? Yes. He's one. The only people who didn't answer the questionnaire is me and Tom Hodge. We, because they didn't give you papers? No, they did. We just refused to answer the ridiculous questions. They're mm-hmm. ridiculous. And they didn't give you an option to write out what you thought. It was like, yes can you no. envision it, yes or no? Not only can I not envision it, I want to go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. I say that cops should have an AR-15 and a German Shepherd. Mm. Which is better, the journey, like if you had to choose? Those. I think the city of Minneapolis is. A, if every cop had a dog, mm-hmm. we would be a safer city. I do too. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because people are anymore are not afraid of our police force, mm-hmm. but they'd be afraid of a dog, because the dog isn't a person and not they're not ruled by somebody. Mm-hmm. And you know they they city council says dogs are racist. If you go to any country in the world, I've been all through Europe this year. Every Italy, Poland, they, all the cops have dogs. Mm-hmm. So, how is that racist to have a dog? It's a tool. Well, I don't. Next, yeah, they're going to say. Next, know. they're going to say police carrying a gun's racist. Aren't dogs colorblind anyway? Yes, they are. Okay, so I think they're probably going off of what they sense um, in other ways. Which but I would like to see our factor. police department especially beat cops with dogs mm-hmm. i love dogs i love dogs too and i think it's a good idea and i think that there are cases that i've seen where you know the police cannot outrun the suspect or the police cannot um you know like it would be too dangerous for them to Why, take cause, aim because they ate too many donuts <laughs> they don't do this we don't have dunkin okay. donuts in minneapolis so our um, cops don't eat donuts but, you know, like, I, I saw a video once of, like, there were too many people in a crowd and they couldn't, sh- like, safely shoot the suspect but let out the dog. The dog gets them. You know what I mean? And so I like I like dogs. Well, right now, MPD only uses dogs 
to track somebody, mm-hmm. but they will not. They will not use a dog for crowd control or to pull a victim out of a, a car or something like that. They won't let a dog go after somebody. They should, but they I won't. Think that they say they it's ra- They say it's racist. That's weird. They can just shoot the dog. Oh yeah, I saw that thing too, where the cop That's not was gonna afraid. Work. Just, yeah, you, you shoot the dog. But can't you give the dog a bulletproof vest? Police dogs have bulletproof vests. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, yeah, yeah. There you police go. dogs have bulletproof vests. Yeah. So and, and you know what, people don't realize along. it costs a lot of money to train a police dog. A, an incredible amount of money. It's yeah. a big investment, but but is it more than like the insurance that they're carrying so that they don't like our, shoot the our wrong police force doesn't have insurance. Oh, that's good to know. You know, well, we had the guy on here that was trying to get insured the police. Remember? Oh yeah. I so so, so about let, that. let me just tell everybody in. So you that's would not a you great would think episode. every business. So every business in the city of Minneapolis is mandatory that they have to have insurance. Mm-hmm. They have to have insurance. Everything. Every coffee shop. Every restaurant. Every everybody has to have liability insurance. The Minneapolis Police Department has zero liability insurance. Instead, the city of Minneapolis went to, you sue us, and we will pay you millions of dollars. So what we paid out, we're one of the highest cities in America to pay out people for lawsuits. Mm -hmm. If we took that money and used it for insurance, liability insurance for our our police department we would be way ahead of the game financially but nope we're just going to keep paying out millions and millions and millions of dollars a year now everybody invokes the police department to do something to them so they can sue them it's getting ridiculous right now it's it's, invokes i think you mean like they make it an aggressive situation so that they can yeah they make it happen just like if i like darted in front of a car you know no, well, Ruth, they, they start a problem with the police department to try to get the cops to do something so mm-hmm. they can sue them. Ruth, what do you think about well, this? Well, I'm thinking at this point, I don't know of an insurance company that would take them on. They're too high risk. Yeah. I mean, well, with the coverage around here, yeah, you're right. I would I would agree with that point. Well, I think they could do it if they if they, if they they got the whole police department to, ins- to pay the insurance, liability insurance, and then a cop that has a bad record, they have to end up paying their own premiums. So if you did something wrong, that's that's what in, in, insure right. the police movement was trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you had if you were a bad cop, yeah. you would have to start paying your own premiums every mm-hmm. month. And if you got really bad, then you, you, insurance couldn't cover you. Then you could no longer be a police officer. So it would be a self policing of the police force, which I think is a great idea. But for some reason, city council wants nothing to do with it. Zero. And th- Jacob Fry, who's running for mayor, statement. This was his, his actual statement. It's a very complicated issue, and the public isn't smart enough to make that decision. That was his exact word-for-word quote. The public is not smart enough to make that decision. Well, okay, so you said that Fry um, voted yes, he could think of a gunless police force, right? You said that. He's the that's one. That's yes. started. I think that that's very, you know, that's a utopia type situation where, yes, I mean, I think that we would all prefer that, you know, people didn't have to use the use of force that would be lethal. Um, and, you know, like, I, I, I feel like, so to say, can you imagine it? You could say yes, but like making steps to put it into place at this time, at this stage of the game with where we are. The answer would have to be no, you know, like, so it depends on how you ask the question. Like, I mean, I'm thinking of like a just, you know, a, a situation where it's very, you, 
you know, the utopia society that we would all, but everyone would have to be educated and on board and crime would have to be but like I said, and like, like I it's said, a, it's a pretend world. But, but like I said, these people that are on this political ladder climbing platform that we have in the city of Minneapolis will do anything and say anything to get on the national democratic mm-hmm. platform. So they will destroy this city to get there. They'll which, sacrifice the city of Minneapolis to get to the national platform. Which people, is pretty pe- sad. Not all of them, but people uh-huh. like Jacob Fry will do it. You seem to be targeting him a lot lately. Where, where before you were like, I like him. He's a nice guy. He what, doesn't. What happened? And, and he is a nice guy. But he is such a phony baloney flip-flopper. It phony is insanity. Baloney. It is insanity. It, it, he will look right, he will look you right in the face mm-hmm. and completely lie to you. Do you think that's true, Ruth Borden? What's your feeling? When I, I don't know the man, mm-hmm. but when I hear his name, the vision I'm getting is like a slippery snake. Oh, and, and okay. that's what he is. He's a snake. I will say he's a very attractive man. He's got a beautiful Whatever. smile. That's about all he's got. He's not that attractive. Remember that song, Smiling Faces <laughs> Tell Lies? <laughs> he Maybe is, he's like that. Listen, everybody who originally liked him Mm-hmm. In the downtown group of people of the of oh, the like civic the leaders of downtown, owners they and stuff? now despise the man. Oh, because he was a yes man, and every, then he went back on. And he's, he's a yes man. Yeah. he is one of those people that every he has to have everybody like him. If one person doesn't like him, he loses it. Is he short? He is short. Oh, well, there you go, Napoleon. He's short, mm-hmm. and he's a narcissistic freakazoid. Well, cool. So I was gonna, I was gonna tell him though, if he doesn't make it in politics, um, he should try out for toothpaste commercials. I think he'd do really well. Mm-hmm. So that could I, be. If, I, I think if he, Jacob, I think, if you're listening, I, think I would vote for you for toothpaste commercials. I think commercials. he's aging very quickly. Well, that's because lying does that to you. I think he's gonna hit the wall faster than Every anybody else. Every lie you else. tell takes a year off your life. <laughs> I just made that up, but it that sounds true to yeah, me. That was good. All right, so we're going to be right back with Ruth Lorden and her psychic readings. And your dad. And my dad is in the house. We're Minneapolis. Gonna, we're going to get some real questions oh, answered God. here. Dad, thank you. Uh, Minneapolis911.com. Your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. You're listening to Minneapolis 911. This is L.A. Nick, my co-host, Hesley Ray. You know, we're doing this show to promote all of Minneapolis and show off Minneapolis and also to help solve some of our problems. 
We have a denial problem in this city. Everybody who lives here has such strong Minneapolis pride. They don't want to admit that we have any problems. We're here to showcase some of our problems and find solutions to our problems. And I think if we get a village mentality going to get this done, we can make this city as great as it should be. Minneapolis, housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building, it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Featuring modern American dining, where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience. A four-star surrounding with a casual price. Whether it's a power lunch, lunch with your girls, or romantic dinner, Bank Restaurant is a lively and effervescent new way to dine at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis, where four stars meets casual dining. And we're back. Minneapolis91.com. I'm Molly Nick with my co-host, Hesley Ray, and we have Ruth Lorden, this world-famous psychic in the studio, and we got Hesley's dad. So yep. we're going to find out. Renowned lot. father. We're going to find out some dirt today. Ask him a question. I don't know. What do you have on your mind? What do you want to know? Oh, I got ton- I got tons of questions. So we're going to go to Hesley's dad. Okay, go ahead. So was Hesley a good kid? Uh, Some pause. <laughs> or was she a problem child? <laughs> well, I think all children at one point are a problem child. I was not. Uh, that's right, because sh- I smelled your shoes. They're like, yeah. no, no, that no, should be a relic. But no, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I was never really a problem child. Yeah, no, I mean, I was a good kid. Here's the, I mean, here's the thing. Her, her mom was 17 and I was 18 when we got married. Same with my parents. Exactly. 17 and 18. And our first child came about two years same later. With, same same right? with my parents. So it wasn't a half year, thing. right? She's the only girl out of five children. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think she was a unique child, would be a better description. <laughs> <laughs> but a problem I child. Would s- I would but say I would say no, no. I mean, she was not a problem child. I mean, you know, she wasn't. She didn't have any more angst than any, you know, any other kid that I've. Because she across. wasn't angry. At times, I, mean, we, I, I, I don't think any of us have gone through puberty without being angry. You know so. what? I, I actually could say I was not. I didn't have an angry period. Yeah, well, but now you're your a problem adult. You didn't if have. You're, you're, if you don't think you're about a that, problem yeah. adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I have more anger now. Yeah, see, than I, than I ever had. Yeah. You should have let it out uh, when you were going through puberty. That's yeah. all I got to say. Maybe he hasn't gone through it yet. Going through it now. So, 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 Nick, let me ask the question. Okay. <laughs> how, how was your puberty? You know what? I, I, uh, I had a really good puberty. So, <laughs> I, uh, I actually went to a Catholic school that had oh, all, then no wonder that had all <laughs> nuns as teachers. But in, in when, right when I hit puberty, we got our first what's called lay teacher, yeah. which is a non-nun. Yeah. And she was literally smoking hot. Yeah. Like like a Playboy yeah. bunny. So you so you've got some memories of that, obviously. So. No, yeah, I, I, special, I, I don't have that was special? memories. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have special memories. Right. I have personal memories. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying I had I uh I was always very mature for my age. I mean yeah. I, I could grow a, a full mustache and beard in ninth grade. So, so now uh, you're now you're like regressing. So it's like like you, you, you're like Benjamin Button, because <laughs> if you, if you like were like that, now you're like a problem so child I, I and you can't you grow so anything on your face. 
No, I can grow a full beard in two days. Prove it. I, I want to see. Shave twice I want to see I a to full on beard next time. I have we to do shave twice show. a day. So I had a friend come, come, I haven't seen in a long time, come to town. And he saw a lot of me and other people that he hasn't seen in like a couple of years. Right. He's like, everybody aged so much except you. You look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I've been old since I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And I have, what if I, you did look exactly the same? You're in eighth grade, like exactly the same, and there's all these big normal. No, I'm saying, I, no, I'm camp. saying, I look closer to how I looked in high school than anybody else I know. Like I was old looking then. Yeah, but you know, I think some obviously people age differently. You know, yeah. but uh, you're one of those blessed. You know, and you know what? My father, my father is the same exactly. Yeah, it's in my, your. My it's father in your looks DNA. the same Genetic. as he did yeah. when I was a little kid. Right. And, and everybody says, your dad doesn't age. Yeah. Because we both looked old a long time ago. <laughs> My dad doesn't really age either. He's done a good job. Yeah. yeah. No, no, like, that yeah. looks good. Aged. Yeah. Way no. much underneath. So. Well, <laughs> you're raisin, wise. Raisin five so, so, been a so, wise so let's, get back, to the he- let's yes. get back to the Hesley thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Hesley has a, a unique uh, story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Her first marriage is a unique story. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. twins is a unique story. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a disc- we we joke around that she turned her first husband gay, <laughs> which I say it's impossible. He it's okay, was, we joke around about that at home th- too. He was so. already gay. Yeah. Like I, I think it's an impossible. Do you want right. to ask my dad what he thinks? Like when he no, first met my ex-husband, was he gay? No, he was gay. There, you can't turn somebody gay. I don't really have a lot of experience with that, so I mean, well, I, you can't you know. turn somebody gay. Dad, do you think that I turned him gay? Yes. <laughs> they want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> a woman can't turn a man gay. Do you think that now, I... Now, a man could turn a man gay. That is possible. <laughs> but a woman can't make a is man gay. Is my dad turning you gay Let's ask Ruth. Right What's Ruth Gordon say? Well, I always... As a matter of fact, I went through this today with somebody, and I said, when you were a young man... Did your little pee-pee get hard when you saw the girls or the boys? He says, oh, the boys. Well, that's how they know they were gay. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's pretty clear. So then he, was in, more he, clear so than he that. just stayed in denial for a long time. That's all. Well, they, they feel they want to be with a woman or they have, they're heartbroken with a woman. I do know of many, many women who have had their hearts broken, their illusions shattered, their dreams crushed by men, especially in L.A., so they become gay. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, it ha- our our city councilwoman right here, Lisa Goodman, her she married a man who came out and said he was gay. Now mm-hmm. he's with a guy. So it's not uncommon. As, and I tell you what, especially in two two things. Was your ex-husband Jewish? No. Okay, so a lot of Jewish men that are gay will hide it as long as their parents are alive. And as soon as their parents die, they'll come out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of common mm-hmm. with Jewish. You know, as soon as they get the money? <laughs> hey, I can say that I'm Jewish. Same but, as but I'm saying the a, lot of, a, a lot of gay Jewish men will do that. Mm-hmm. They will <laughs> not come out while their parents are alive. Right. Go ahead, Dad. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, and don't you think it's indicative? I mean, since we're talking about family matters here, don't you think it's indicative of a much? I mean, we're talking about symptoms here. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes, uh, I think, quite a bit deeper into our cultural, ever-expanding divide and evolution, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, it's a situation where at that time, I think, it was still not cool to come out. Mm-hmm. 
and especially to kind of follow the traditional let's get married and and your yeah, ex but, 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 <clears throat> your ex is an excellent i mean i still love him you know yeah. he's an awesome guy yeah but but your new guy too i mean your new husband is like stellar yeah, yeah. i think things, i love yeah that. I but, mean, like but i think in his case mm-hmm. yeah it probably has always been gay but followed the traditional route because of cultural pressures. But, you know? but, but, I think it was I, pressure I, from I his dad. I, I'm going to have to disagree okay. with that because look at look at look at even the pop culture. Right. Look at the Elton John, David Bowie, all those years. Like being gay was kind of in. I mean, right. even you, Mick Jagger. Bowie but was talking, gay. Yeah, but you're even, talking about a Hollywood culture as opposed to a family culture. In the family that he grew up with. It wasn't but accepted. I mean, even was Mick accepted. Jagger was by for a while. I mean, it yeah, was kind yeah. of accepted to the I 70s. Mean, for, yeah, yeah, but for people. Just like uh, Hesley's husband did. That's how they mm-hmm. hide it. They marry the trophy blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a good point. And I think it's, you no. know, it's <laughs> like proving it to their family or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, or their peers that, hey, you know, yeah, I'm not gay. And I can't blame him. She's, so, uh, she's a beautiful daughter. So know, do you think that I was like, that possibly I could have been high maintenance enough to turn a man gay is that's what I think that's what he's really asking. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You're not that um, high maintenance. You don't think so? You don't, oh, okay. you don't work with her weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I think Ashley's not high maintenance. And this is this is extremely sexist. Uh, this is extremely sexist. But I think because you were the only daughter, uh, that's the only experience I had. But girls were much higher maintenance to my mind. You know, the boys. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, put them out in the yard and feed them, you know. Well, you know what? I can tell you this. I didn't know Hesse very well. Um, When I came up with the concept for this show and had the idea for this show, our producer's yelling at me because I'm not eating my microphone. Um, When I came up for the concept for the show and the idea that do this show, I don't know why. And I really don't know why. But mm-hmm. the only person, if she would have said no, I, I only had one person of mine have a co-host, and it was Hesley, and I barely knew Hesley. And if she would have said no, I would not have done the show. Oh wow! Yeah. At all. That's amazing. With anybody lot, else, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I really, I really wouldn't have. And I don't know why she. And I, like I said, I barely knew Hesley. Right. Like, we worked together him. really well. Like we might well, seem like we fight, but we really work together well. So it does work. Really I, will, I will say this, though. I mean, out of all the kids, and they, you love them, obviously, each individually for different reasons. But Heather probably, I think, is the closest to me in, mm-hmm. in kind of my traits. He called you like Heather? That. Yep. <laughs> oh, sorry, Hesley. No, Heather. Yeah, Heather. Yeah, <laughs> Hesley. Yeah. What, what's, yeah, actual, what, what's your actual real full name? You can say it's, it. It's Hesley Ray. No, her real. No, her <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. No, she but said it. She, she did prep me. She did prep me. No, no, she okay. said it a million yeah. times on the show. Yeah, it's Heather Budislavich. Yeah. So, no. or Heather Fufu, as we used to call her. Yeah. He, so now yeah. her real name is Heather Fufu. Yeah. Heather <laughs> Fufu. Anybody see Hesley Ray? You call her Heather Fufu. Dang it, Jed. No, but I will. I just will say this in closing on my end of it. She. And this is not BS or this is not like uh, painting a, a pretty picture, but I would say that she, looking back from this elevation in age, because I'm 62 now. Are you really 62? Yeah. Oh, you don't look 62. Thank you. Yeah, he yeah. is thank aging you. well. You should smell my shoes too, man. I'll so, smell your yeah, shoes. You smelled right. my shoes. No, mine I wouldn't, pretty bad, Nick. So. I wouldn't. My shoes smell yeah. perfect, man. Speaking as but his daughter, don't. I, okay, I'm not smelling your shoes. I would <laughs> say that uh, she's the daughter that I would have loved to have if I could have had my choice. So she, in yeah. all in every way. I mean, I, I love her. I think you did a great job. She's oh, a thanks. great girl. Man. Yeah, she is. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I love my dad. 
Yeah, my yeah. Faja. And, and I blame I I'm blame her mother for mostly the reason that she's a great girl because yeah. I try to I try to you know talk some sense into her. Mm-hmm. Try yeah. to get her get her away doesn't from work bad I mean, things. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't work. No. Well, no, I do what working. I want. You've been pretty good lately. <laughs> I've been great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we are coming back with a uh, psychic reading from Ruth, and we're going to do Digress with Hess, um, the Nick edition. It's a new thing that we're doing for you because Nick can't keep his mouth shut. So we'll be right back with more of all of this. Hey, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say a lot of things I wouldn't say. Your Minneapolis 911.com. <laughs> Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? That's Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Buyswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. We'll be right back with more Minneapolis 911. Look down the street. It's a car. It's it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. We're back, we're back. <laughs> with each other. Yes, me and Hester, you're back. <laughs> with more Minneapolis911.com. <laughs> and we are going to do a special edition of Digress with Hess. This is the Nick edition because he cannot be quiet for even my segment. No, I just have a lot on my mind. Okay. And nobody lets me bitch. Well, this is your chance. Let's go into Digress with Hess, the Nick edition. So I have so much to complain about. Not, not, listen, personally, life's great. I have, I'm blessed, and I'm not complaining at all about my personal life. But I am going to complain about other people, especially the people that are running the city of Minneapolis right now and people that have the power. So I I mentioned earlier that these people that are in city council, is that music going to go away? Are you serious? I gotta deal with this? Okay, I'm bitching about this. <laughs> this is my whole my whole thing is gonna be. I have to talk over. I dream a genie. Yeah. Okay. She was pretty hot back in the day. Super. Yeah, she was. She showed belly button. I think she's one of the first to show belly button. 
Okay, so these people want to take the guns away from cops and this whole thing. And today they said that the everybody running for mayor, can we turn that down in my earphones at all? <laughs> so they said everybody running for mayor is not let, they're not talking bad about each other because it's ranked voting, so they don't want to lose the second place. So I want to say something bad about every single person running. Okay, can I do that? Okay, so Betsy Hodges, our incumbent mayor, she is literally mentally unstable. If you talk to her, you'll see it right away. She's insane. Jacob Fry is a narcissistic freakazoid who will do anything he can. He's in, remember, he's an he's attorney, Jacob Fry, and his wife is a lobbyist. That's two big red flags. He will do anything to get on the National Democratic Party. Tom Hotch, he's a nice guy, just like Jacob Fry, but he ran the Hennepin County Trust of all the theaters, and everybody involved in Hennepin County Trust, nobody's behind him. So that tells you something, right? Tells you something. Uh, everybody else running is pretty irrelevant. They speak for themselves. Uh, Levy Pounds pretty much speaks for herself. She's angry and aggressive. My other biggest problem is winter's coming, and I have a problem with winter, and here's why. When they plow all the snow, and they have those big giant snow piles, all I can see, think when I see those big snow piles is there's a dead body under them. Do you think that's weird? I that you think that, or that it could be true. Did I think that? Well, I think a lot of the things that you think are. are Do you weird. think that when you see a big snow pile? No. So th- you ever see when they they put, they shovel all the snow in a parking lot into a huge pile and it stays there the whole entire year? I you mean, have, that's you know a good idea. You ever you see just... that? And I always think, you know what? There's some dead person in that pile, and they're going to be there for seven months. It's a good idea. You just Ruth gave me Lauren's, a good idea. Ruth Lauren shaking her head aggressively. No. In Chicago, is, hold on, uh, your mic's not on. Is her mic on? Robert likes to turn people's mics off. Yeah, in Chicago, the... where it's a known fact that there would be bodies in the snow, <laughs> they don't make those piles. They just put the snow up against the street. So nah. it would have to. You'd have to see the body and be like. In... Yeah, it, it would show through. Yeah. So I don't think. Like if you go it. to Home Depot here, that pile's there for eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even, if, even into the summer, it's still there. If there was a way to hide bodies in a snow pile, I'm sure Chicago would have snow piles. And they don't. They just <laughs> put the snow against the streets. She's got a good point. Yeah, Chicago would um, do it because that's have, a war zone. Okay, I have two things to say to you. One is, if I ever do kill you, I'm going to put you in a snow pile. Um, <laughs> and then secondly... I would be okay with that because I wouldn't be mummified, so that would preserve me yeah, to be mummified. Yeah, I know. That's why I said that. Yeah, I was okay doing it that. for you. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um, and then you totally ruined Digress with Hess because it's supposed to go like until the music is done and then you're done and you wrap it up nicely. You just pissed all over it. Well, I'll tell you why. Because that music's annoying. No, it's not annoying. It's fun. But and you're, it's See, hessy. you're good at it. It's not my thing. It's not your but thing, you didn't, but you, you didn't trampled com- on it. Well, you didn't, come, you didn't come with Digress with Hess this week. I did too. Okay, then let's do yours right now. Back to back. No, no right we don't now. Have no, right time. now. Back. Yes, we do. We have plenty of time. Yes, no, we do. No, we don't. He doesn't have we time can, anymore. We can run over. No. We can run over. You know what? My diet cross with us is for you to not make me do that because I didn't really bring okay. it. Okay. All right. We'll just ask your dad <laughs> some more questions. All right. What What else do you want to know? Because you said you were like dying. You no, were we, bubbling we, over. We, we have to go to Ruth Lauren. Okay. So I am excited about this because you are going to read my father, and then that's we're scary. All gonna, yeah. I would be scared. No, I'm excited. I wouldn't want Ruth reading my father. Let me see your palm. 
I wouldn't well, want Ruth to be my dad. the first thing, and I'm looking at his aura, and he's got Wisconsin all over him. So if he's going to move back here, which he'd like to, it is time for you to think about buying some property in Wisconsin. You thought you would like Portland. It's getting to you. You're, you kind of miss the people here. There's a lot of medical things. Are you getting involved with the medical business in some way? Because there's going to be some good opportunities for you. Maybe just buy some stock in it. But there's good opportunities for this. Um, for someone that raised five kids, you're, you're done with that. You're like, oh, I do my life. You're clean and clear from all that. Have nothing to do with any of that. And you're laughing at all this politics because your whole life right now is about dropping out. You're not paying attention to anything right now. You are just dropping out. All about love, but you know what? You got a bit of a jealous bone, so when something goes on, you want to be part of it. Um, good builder, good architect, you're good at putting things together. Thank you. You see that hand? Oh, California used to call to you, and you used to have a maverick side. I know where Hesley gets it. She does get it from you. You're going to do things your own way, and if you had to, you'd be by yourself. If you had to just live that way, you would. You gave up on your own musical ability. You hmm. gave up on your own music. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, you gave up. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. You also can cook a mean spaghetti. He As can. A, yeah, yeah, I can. I was raised, um, my parents had a cafe uh, oh, that I was yeah. raised in, so. Yeah, I think you're pretty much on it. I don't know that I could ever see you moving back to the Midwest this, like, the Wisconsin thing it's throws like, me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that somebody at uh, uh, some of my friends in Portland asked if I'd ever move back, and I said it, mm -hmm. it's interesting because I said Portland is is like my wife, but mm -hmm. Minnesota is like my mother. So right, it's hard. To, how do you make that yeah. choice? Yeah. Both. Yeah, both. Yeah, I think you're doing a good job of it right now. I mean, they try to come back every few months, four months yeah. or so. And yeah, it's time to buy property in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, yeah. okay. Good investment. Well, Interesting. Okay. Travis has a lot of storage lockers there. Maybe you can go in on his investment. As long as there's no dead bodies there, I'm fine. Probably <laughs> are. There's tons of snow files. I actually have some property for sale. Really? In yeah. Wisconsin? Uh, how many acres? Uh, well, how many do you want? Such <laughs> <laughs> a deal I have for you. What how, are you many, how, many, how many do you have? What are you looking for? Acres. How many acres? Uh, I would say 10 acres. I can sell you 10 acres right now. Interesting. How many? How, uh, how much? What's your budget? Little nothing. Nothing? I'm, I'm retired. <laughs> I'm, re I'm, re I'm retired, so. Okay. Yeah, our producer's so yelling something at me. We've got Bob on line one oh, for another okay. psychic reading. Bob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, this is Hesley Ray, by the way. We are happy that you're on the show. Uh, Ruth Lardin is going to do a line reading with you. She's closing her eye, or I don't know. You're not closing your eyes. Are you, oh, I'm trying she's to trying hear. To um, please, Bob, let your guard down because you're being very skeptical and very like, ah, prove yourself. And that's kind of a barrier. So um, let all that okay. down. And it's time for you to really get some new shoes. What has been the problem with your feet? What have you been doing? Uh, I did 10,000 steps today. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to take better care of the feet and use the right shoes. You should have been a writer. What happened? Oh, geez, I don't, I don't think that's my line of work. Now, why'd you give up on that uh, one? My, my question is, you know, I I, um, I had a aortic dissection about three years ago, which is kind of a death sentence. 
for most people. You know, Not it's for you. Percent survival. Not for me. And I survived. And uh, I'm just wondering, what am I doing here with this life for three years now? You should be writing. Why was I spared? Well, you're going to live at least 10. You should be writing. Um, You're a good person. And I also feel that they, I'm getting a psychic feeling they overplayed it. Um, You were not as bad as the traditional or the typical candidate for dissection. But you're here. You are making the world a better place. But you're here to write. And you're here to still enjoy life and live life and see life through different eyes. Okay. So pick up well, that pen, I, I, Bob. I do think that I was a pretty severe dissection. I died twice. And I bled all over the operating room, lost all my blood. Which was a good thing because now you got all new blood, new person. I, I do have new blood. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of blood. Mm-hmm. So you're all new. You're all free. Um, I, I just, you know... You died, but you came back, which means you didn't really die. You know, it wasn't like the big one. You're fine. So, so I, from what I'm hearing from this, I think that that Bob is looking for direction. He wants to have that like answer of like why, why was I like why why didn't I die then? Why am I still here? And it sounds like Bob, if you're open to it, you should be writing. And I. I get that feeling too. I'm not psychic, but um, you know, I think that that you should be writing as well. So we lost Bob, but Bob, when you're listening to the the um, podcast later, which I'm sure you will, to hear the rest of this, we urge you to pick up that pen or start, uh, you know, yep, or start, you know, writing it on computer. That's that's what I feel too. So we have another guest, um, and he is on the line, sir. Share. Share. It's share. Sunny and Share. Share. Is it? Duncan Share. Hi, Share. All right. How Hi. are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's so nice talking to you all. Well, good. It's so nice for you to join the show this way. Um, if you, you're here for another reading from Psychic Ruth Borden. I'll let let Ruth take well, it. Well, sure. You know, you have so much talent, and it's really. A shame that there's this obstructive karma that has kept you. You haven't been in the right place, right time. But I really believe that the most important thing for you to do right now is 100% take care of yourself. Because you've been out of harmony with the universal flow. So once you get yourself 100% healthy, taking care of yourself, you'll be back in the flow and opportunities will happen. Mm, I agree. Yeah. That totally is I agree with that. That's wonderful. And, you know, I, I have some life-changing events that are coming up in my life. And I'm not going to say if they're good or bad, but, I mean, do you think that's going to be an effect on what I am able to do with my career? Not really. But no. get yourself 100% on. And then you'll flow back in harmony. Okay. I will do that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cher. Thank you. Um, I had, I have an idea. Nick is uh, super onto this. I don't know if you're going to be open to this, Ruth, but would you read Robert for us? 
our we, producer. We have a lot of questions for about Robert. Robert so w. We want Morgan. you to like yeah. bring them out because yeah. we think Robert I think has something special, and we like to. I'm know worried it. that he's going to have a rage oh, attack. It is. <laughs> I feel like his well, hypertension is activated. Uh, we, Robert, did, we, we don't want him to have we don't want him to have a, a stroke. So no, but Robert is he in good health? Gave up with fear. Yes, he is. Okay. But he gave as long up as he's in good health, on good. directing film, which is what he should be doing. He came back here. He passed up opportunities. It could have been another. But it, it takes forty years. You've been wandering in the desert. How many years ago did you leave L.A.? How many years ago was it before when you got your degree? 97, 2000. Yeah, yeah, but 40 years. You got 10 more years. You'll do your thing. You'll do it right. You'll make it all the way. Um, he worries too much about money, and that kept him from going. Okay. So. But, he, but he's healthy, though. Yeah, why wouldn't he be healthy? I don't know. I worry about his healthy. He seems like he always has. I worry about his blood issue. pressure when he's with us. Well, I know I raise his blood pressure yeah. every day. You know, some people, he's the type that screams and yells and all that. Yeah, he does. But people that do that have low blood pressure because they're mm. getting it out. Oh, he's the like people the people watch out for the ones that hold it in. No, see, I, I figured I figured Robert's, that, that stuff with Robert out. Robert has what's called anger transfer. So he's mad at something else. And he transfers it to you when he sees you because he's already mad at somebody else. So he sees you and mm -hmm. he, he lets that on you because you're his friend so you can deal with it. So the people that he's really mad at, he can't tell them to go screw themselves mm -hmm. because he's not friends with them. So okay. he, it helps his blood pressure yeah, if he lets he it has out one way or the anger other. Anger transfer. I have two questions, and you can say no to this. Um, well, one is for Robert. Robert, um, when you make it, because you're going to make it within the next two years, can I ride your coattails to fame? Will yeah, you can you, are you going to help us out, or are you going to leave us in the dust? Out, or are you going to leave us in the dust? <laughs> I'm already is it? helping you, Nick. Yeah. I'm already helping us. Well, but when you make it big, are you yeah. going to just, just forget about you guys, us? You guys will be there long, long before me. I don't know about that. Uh, I hope you're so right. So I guess I that's a that. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, that's the Minnesota. That's the Robert Minnesota smile. Car. You need a new car. What's wrong with your car? No, Robert's got a great car. No, he needs something new. He needs no, new you're thinking about Hesley. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Trust me, Hesley's okay. car is a disaster. Transfer, yeah. yeah. Can you do a quick, really super quick reading for me, and then tell us what's coming up next? Don't for have you. another child. Okay. You've been thinking about that. Um, mm -hmm. And you're actually happy. Can you please learn to enjoy and relax and just live your life? You're you're healthier than you've been. You're coming mm -hmm. together with everything. Mm -hmm. Enjoy life. But somebody's very upset with school. One of the kids does not want school. Mm. So yeah, that's that going to be great. a big deal. Mm -hmm. Does not want school. They want to play basketball instead. They don't want to go oh, to school. Okay. Am I going to buy a new house? You're always going to buy houses. You're finally getting ready to want to do real estate and property. But no, am I going to actually move into a new house soon? No? Mm -hmm. You're trying, mm -hmm. but you've got so many things going hmm. that that's a lot of work. He's so Sad. disappointed. He's crying. Um, I'd like right. you to, but you, I want to. you're not ready. Yeah, well, then make yourself do it. Then make yourself do it. Yeah. Force it. All right. So, Ruth, what do you have coming up next? Let, let well, us know. Well, tomorrow night I'm on um, WCCO came and did a interview with me today <laughs> because I was watching the news a couple of weeks ago. And Mike um, Zimmer, the coach of the Vikings, the media was pestering him. And I have friends, you guys like mm -hmm. the media. Well, is Bradford going to play? And he says, look, guys, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you. So I bought him one. 
But <laughs> before I did that, the press made a big fuss about him saying he didn't have a crystal ball. So in his conference yesterday, he mentioned, well, now I do have a crystal ball. Ruth Lorden, <laughs> it's like he gave it to me, or it came out that it was me. So they interviewed me. I'll be on that. And Halloween night should be pretty funny. My friend Jessica, who co-wrote my book with me, has her a national release on Penguin. She'll be doing her book signing at Four Paws. They're having a big Halloween party at the haunted place Four Paws. And I will actually be in a room with my crystal balls doing these gallery readings for Ooh, the guests, fine. which I never do the dead stuff um, unless I have to. I mean, for my private clients, I do. Right. I do a lot of that. I'm also at the Medina every Wednesday and Thursday nights. And um, just oh, I didn't know that. Keeping oh, I've been there 27 oh, years. I've I been did doing not know there. that. Yeah. I've been giving readings at the Medina Entertainment how come, Center. How come I don't know that? Yeah, and it's fun. Wednesdays and Thursday nights, I do a shorter reading, and then I do do a reading with the crystal ball. I'm getting booked up for a lot of parties um, for, for the holidays. I will be at Sip and Shop December 16th at Intelligent Nutrients, which is a ladies' shopping night. And, you know, you come to that, the readings with me are free. So That's those are the events. Cool. That's at 985 East Hennepin. Okay. And things are always coming up. Awesome. Now, now I feel do like I don't do it. Do you have a website we can go to so that people can keep track oh. of your comings and goings? Well, I never put them on my website, but www.ruthlordan.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email me and find me that way or my Facebook, the Ruth Lorden Clairvoyance Experience. Every day I post the vibes of the day. I'm on the BS show, the podcast. And I do post on the Ruth Lord and Clairvoyance Experience page when I have an event. That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again for being on the show. We are going to be back with more Ruth Lorden, more Minneapolis 911, Minneapolis 911 calls, and my dad when we come back with more Minneapolis 911.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I would like to invite all Minneapolis 911 listeners to also listen to The BS Show. We have new shows every Monday through Friday. We offer a great lineup of guests as well as entertainment, information, and a lot of fun. You can check out The BS Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or at our website at thebsshow.net. It's about higher standards. It's about lower prices. It's about time. A car dealer treats you the way you want to be treated. Welcome to Star Auto and Truck Sales in Ramsey, 7009 West Highway 10. At Star Auto and Truck Sales, it's about never having a dissatisfied customer. The star philosophy means taking care of you before and after the sale. Higher standards, lower prices, and value start at Star Auto and Truck Sales. Use keyword star on the station's website for more details or at starautoandtrucksales.com. You're listening to Minneapolis 911. We'll be back in a moment. On the air with Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the Rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage from IAMS equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com.
Gotta move. We sell moving supplies to help it go smoother. Simply Self Storage. We sell boxes and packing supplies. Find us at simplyss.com. Find out how to get 50% off your first full month. Simply Self Storage. You definitely chose the right place. And we're back. Minneapolis91.com. I'm Melanie Nick with my co-host, Hesley Ray. I want to remind everybody, all our music on the show is by Blue Felix, and I will be hosting Blue Felix does Halloween Hellfest every single year, and they're doing it this year again, Saturday, October 28th at Neeson's. That's 4851 North 123rd Street in Savage, Minnesota. Doors open at 7, music at 8. It's five bucks. It's eighteen and over. And if you've never been to a Blue Felix show, do not miss this band. They're amazing. Google them. Watch their videos. It's the best Halloween party you'll ever go to. Um, and we love Blue Felix, right, Hess? We love and Blue that. and Hesley doesn't even like metal bands, but she loves I Blue love, Felix. Yeah, this one I do love. Yeah, so, you, yeah. you cannot. You can't not love. <laughs> you can't. And you know what? Mm-hmm. If you met them, you would love. Every single person I in the band. I want to meet them. Because they yeah. are just the, the nicest people in the world. And see, those people usually make it far. Because, you know, like, they're just genuine and they love their music. The, and the lead singer, Jake, uh, everybody calls him Toxic Trip. He's the nicest guy in the world. Toxic Trip. Ooh. You know, do you know what they're, the name of Blue, you know how they got the name Blue Felix? Uh, tell me, please. I don't. It was the name of an acid mm. that, that swept through Minneapolis in, like, the 90s. Sweet. <laughs> true story, though. Even though I'm anti-drug, to, but it's a true story. Good to know. Yeah. All right, so we've got some Minneapolis 911 calls for you coming up here right about now. Right now, out of control. Maybe not. Well, this always happens. You know what? We should get used to it. No. There we go. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We uh, we do have some 911 calls. Let's and- reenact one first. Like, Minneapolis 911, and then... <laughs> Oh my god! We can do our own. I'm dying. I'm getting killed. Somebody's stabbing me. I just pooped in my pants underneath the bridge. There's a bird attacking me. A bird attacked me. There's a rat in the mall. You can't call the firemen anymore to let your cat out. Okay, we're ready. We're ready to go. (laughs) Forty years. Oh my god! Oh my god, Robert! Why are why are you? Let's just put him on. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna you know go this back to getting, digress with this Hess. This is getting r- ridiculous. We're gonna go by digress with Hess. Okay, back. let's digress with Hess right now. I have a problem with every time we try to do nine one one calls, how this happens and That's they don't damn. come up. And then now we're listening to commercials. We don't want to listen to that. I know that there was something going on on Chicago and 49th, and I feel like that's an old call. This is getting out of control. Well, I could play them all, but... You could play them all, but your phone is dying like it always is. No, you my don't phone's care. okay. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, we could ask psychic, okay. world-renowned psychic Ruth no, Gordon if this will ever I think we're ready okay, to go. Okay, get ready, guys. Springberger, 480 Central. Caller would like to be seen. He said he was assaulted by a cheeseburger, blackmail, threw it at him, left in a tan and gold Nissan, license one four seven DKG, southbound the branch road. So this cracks me up. So somebody threw a cheeseburger at somebody, and they called the cops that I was assaulted by a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, what do you think? <laughs> I, I'm glad that Nick uh, clarified that. My first impression was 
what kind of cheeseburger at, literally attacked him. But I so know. knowing that somebody threw it at him is yeah. I like, was thinking of like you I know, just want to know who wasted a cheeseburger. Right. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe a man dressed up as a cheeseburger. You know, yeah. like yeah, like a Ronald. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburger yeah, right. slang for something. No. Like oh, a good cookie, point. You know, an Oreo cookies a slang. But who would yeah. wait? Who would waste a cheeseburger? Well, I mean, it depends on which fast food chain it was from. Yeah, I can yeah, see. White Castle, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just uh-huh. one slider out of a million. Yeah, if you buy like 20 White Castles, you might throw one. So we, right, let's go to the next call. We have a lot of calls today, so if we can make it happen. <laughs> Start for a disturbance at 2112 44th Avenue North. A white female has been yelling Tony for the last half hour and is ringing the buzzer to the caller's building. So Tony was really giving it to her for half an hour. Whoa. <laughs> Tony! Buzz. Tony! Buzz. Tony for, for a half an hour straight. You know what? My Okay, so my dog's name is Dale, and I always wonder what the neighbors think when I'm on the street screaming, Dale! Dale, get over here! And I'm like, maybe Tony's a dog. You know what? It's a possibility. You but know, I maybe Tony got I away. think it was something else. Do you? Yeah, because right. his name's Tony. Yeah, but Dale. It's like Rocco, you know. Somebody's <laughs> yelling, Tony, Tony. Vinny, yeah. <laughs> Rocco, for a half an hour. A girl's yeah. yelling that name for half an hour straight. She wants something, something else. No, she's getting something. Oh, you think it? Oh, so they were like they were complaining that what? she was doing that. Yeah, she was yelling Tony I for a half an thought, hour. I thought that Tony called himself and he was like, no, a female is yelling there. the name Tony for a half an hour. Tony, give me a call then. <laughs> you could find me at hustleyray.com. Um, anyway, let's go to our next call. Squad one twenty two and unwanted fourteenth in Portland. Got a report of a male scaling the fence. I said at that time he was a unknown race male wearing blue sweatshirt, uh, dark short, slightly curly hair. He was uh, under 30 years of age. So this guy's stealing the fence. I thought he was scaling it, but he was no, stealing. Stealing the fence. the fence. He's making a garden in his parents' backyard. Like, who steals a friggin' fence? Uh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and how come it. every every nine one one call has the same exact description of clothing? Yeah, sweatshirt, curly hair. It's always a, a, it's hoodie, always a hoodie, sweatshirt, gray or blue, mm-hmm. and it's always gray or blue shorts or sweatpants. Yep, or dark colored hoodie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it it's is. always the same. Yeah, it's the it's the bad people's uniform. I guess so. Okay, mm-hmm. we got some could more be, calls. Could be the same guy. <laughs> I mean, he, it is. He's a, if it is, he's criminal. a mastermind criminal. He's, We've been doing this for over a year. <laughs> he's everywhere, and he's got lots of fences and cheeseburgers. But seriously, it's pretty. Takes pretty. It takes a lot of lot of. His name is Tony. It takes a lot of balls to go steal <laughs> somebody's fence. Yeah, that's a little weird. Maybe okay. he was stealing it back. Could be. Never know in Minneapolis. You never know. All right, next call. Or we possess. Happy Alpha One Eight. We have a first one to down Eleven Eleven Nicolet Mall Orchestra Hall. Male walking around with a gun. Okay, I didn't hear where that was because the producer talked over the first part <laughs> of the call. I don't know why he was yelling. Happy Alpha 108. We have a first one to down 1111 Nicolet Mall Orchestra Hall. Male walking around with a gun. Okay, so this oh. is pretty sad because Nicolet Mall is like just opening. Yeah. Like, it's just like this week. So he's just walking around waving his gun. And then, you know what? I didn't follow this call. So I, I bet usually when you hear this call, I hear this. We last two weeks we played these calls, and ten minutes later, shots fired. Mm-hmm. Same same block. Right. So w- once they pull a gun and somebody sees the gun, nine out of ten times they fire that gun. 
So okay. let's play our la- I think this is our last call. Actually, we've got Belle on the line. Oh, okay. Betty? Okay, I'm sorry. We've got Betty on the line. Hi, Betty. Hi. Um, I wanted to know uh, if anything is going to be done, do you think? Betty? Uh-oh. Ruth, what happened to her? Oh, I'm sorry. I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for laughing, but um, Ruth did something bad just happened to Betty. No, okay, she's very nervous. Oh, well, because you're talking to the world-renowned psychic Ruth Lorden. Are you still there, Betty? Betty, or did she say "goddamn" in the background? Betty, Betty, Dad, what happened to Betty? <laughs> she's nervous. Okay, maybe she'll call back. She's nervous. So, let's hope she calls back. Let's give her a little bit of time. We do have no one, one more 911 call, though. <laughs> no, it's not my wife. I'm you fine. <laughs> <laughs> but what if mom could call? That would be hilarious. Well, she okay. does go by the alias, Betty. So. I'm going to play the 911 call. This is Belly. What's going to happen to me? <laughs> so, I'm sorry to laugh about Betty because she sounded like a very sweet lady. Um, I see if hello? I can... Betty! Hello? Betty, you're back. I was so concerned about you, but oh, Ruth, I was, Ruth I said was you were okay. You. <laughs> oh. But I was trying to reach you, too. I don't know why um, I went off the air. Anyway, I was going to say, you know, I live in South Minneapolis, and I've always felt that my neighborhood was really safe. However, lately there has been gunshots fired. The police come or they don't come. It just depends on, I guess, what they think. But um, I network with a group of people called Next Door, and the issues of crime, gunshots, and things like that are all kind of reported by the neighbors about it. And I wanted to know if you think that uh, that's a good thing or if it's just nosiness. No, it's not nosiness at all. It's a great thing. The problem in the city of Minneapolis right now is the city government's not policing the city. So we need to police the city. It, it's up to the. It's, you have to get back to a village village mentality, which you guys are doing, and that's awesome. Right now, it's all about marketing the city of Minneapolis. So the to to have the police do nothing and have an eighteen to twenty minute response time of when you call nine one one, it all just cooks the books to lower the crime rate in the city of Minneapolis, which is all about marketing the city of Minneapolis. So it's up to you to look out for your neighbors. It's up to everybody to have a village mentality and fix the city of Minneapolis. If you're going to count on the city of Minneapolis to do it, you're going to lose because they're all about marketing the city and making lots of money. They're using you to make lots of money, and and you're doing the right thing by doing that. Ruth, do you think she's okay, nosy? Because no, if there's a gunshot, Pardon? you have every right to know about it. You need to protect your neighborhood. My psychic feeling is it's going to be three years before the city council finally figures it out. You know, whenever they get a stop sign, somebody has to die before they put one up mm-hmm. in a traffic sign. It's the same thing. There's going to have to be so much they have to do something about it. And my psychic feeling is it could take three years. Dad, before we sign off, do you think Betty's nosy? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think it's a scary time that we live in right now, mm-hmm. um, worldwide. And, uh, I think that whatever being, if, if you are nosy, Betty, I think that is very mild compared to some of the alternatives that other people have taken out there. Hey, mm-hmm. hey Betty, I want to tell you, I listen to the police scanner more than anybody in the city of Minneapolis listens to dispatch. Trust uh-huh. me, stay on top of it. Have 
a village mentality because nobody else is looking out for your neighborhood except you, the people in your neighborhood. Okay. I'm telling you, it's all it's all a big marketing ploy. If you don't know what's happening, they don't want you to know what's happening. So stay in touch with your neighbors, monitor your neighborhood, police your own neighborhood because nobody else is. They're just not. They're not going to. And I, I, I've seen an increase in your neighborhood, and it's all being swept under the rug. And you know that. You, you know, you see right. it. it. It's increasing, well, but nobody wants to tell you it's increasing. The other, the other thing that I have noticed is that these people come out, or, you know, the, the people doing the gunshots. You know, when I was their age, it was fists. People go out and they'd settle, they, they'd settle their differences with their fists if they couldn't talk it out. Now it's like, I don't care what happens to you. And the police tend to, you know, if there's actual body damage, they come and they respond. But at the same time, they tend to ignore. Um, we've had uh, a stalker, a, a person who walks, takes his clothes off and walks around the neighborhood. Broad daylight, evening, it doesn't matter. It's been reported Is to the police attractive? many times. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him. <laughs> that would change I just know that, they, that he's been reported seen on next door, and uh, people let, end let, up just having a conversation about that. Well, let me tell you the sad reality. The sad reality is that person doing that, the worst thing that can happen to that person is they can be ticketed. So I don't know. That, if you, well, that's what I was going to say. The, the police response has been... Uh, Oh, gee, when they really commit a crime. Well, right. No, no, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. So, so what you allow is what will continue. We have lowered the bar so low in the city of Minneapolis. It's, it's lowered to the lowest point possible. Almost anything you can think of except gunfire is pretty much legal in the city of Minneapolis. The worst case scenario, you will get a ticket. And the only way you can get a ticket is if there's actually a squad car, because a regular cop on beat control, beat patrol, cannot write a ticket. There's no and handwritten where, tickets in the city of Minneapolis. If he's naked, will he put the ticket once he receives it? No one knows. <laughs> but but he can't. It's almost impossible. Trust me. Police your own neighborhood. Stay on top of it. Stay with your neighbors. Talk okay, to your neighbors. Okay. So we are over time, Betty. Thank you so much for calling. Don't forget to pick Nick when you're doing your mayoral voting. Tell your friends and your. Um, All right group that to do that too he fully supports you and i think as mayor he's going to give your group a lot of um i'm I'm proud i'm proud that you guys are doing that so picnic when you're voting okay um i want to say thank you to betty again thank you to all of our guests tonight thanks to real world-renowned psychic thank you gordon for being on the show thanks to hester dad dial thank you and dad i love you thanks for being guests on the show um la nick you know i love you robert w Morgan. let's see each other again next week and our listeners, we could not do this without you. So please keep listening. Spread and, the word. Minneapolis911.com. Listen to our past episodes, Minneapolis911.com. Or mostly important, go to the iTunes and find Minneapolis911. And mm-hmm. catch me every Wednesday and Friday on the Tom Bernard Network on the Tom Bernard Podcast. All right. We'll see you next time at Minneapolis911. And go vote and picnic.com. You have been listening to Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. 
Download a new episode every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network and Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post-production provided by Nancy Keene and Zachariah Putney. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.